Okay, so clearly, I have been journaled, not journaling enough, right? Or audio journaling enough. Because I've got like 10 or 20 podcasts to just like blitz out here because I've just got too many things that have just been bottled up in my brain and heart. And I'm just grateful. Oh, we're ready for that. We are. We're so ready. So, as I was saying. in the bed. She has her fluffy puppy. It's her favorite. She's holding her ring. Our friends. How? Yeah, our art teacher friends. Because they thought we would like it. This is so strange to me that my youngest is a three-year-old. Why? Because I've always had a baby why? after a couple why, years, why, right? Why, why? And especially once I have a three-year-old, I'm usually pregnant, right? But not today and not in the plans currently, right? <laughs> so anyways, I'm feeling so grateful because I'm reflecting on my weekend and feeling so much happiness and because it was so full right like that's always the way that i imagined my birthdays could be just these full experiences where it's just like jam-packed with like memories you know and and i think i just delighted so much in it because for the a few weeks leading up to it it was just this kind of jumble it was kind of a big jumble of feeling like so many feelings like and it probably didn't help too well maybe it did help i should stop like you know having this like <gasps> notion that like my period should never exist or something right because really it actually is f formidable right it's like as important as the season of winter for spring and summer right like you know s some people in this world are like winter haters right and they send out so much negative energy about winter and then they they always wish it away they're like oh just like i can't stand winter i need it to go away so we can just be at summer and then when the seasons switch because like for some reason somebody wished it away right it's like now we're in summer and then we're like okay but when's winter coming back because there's no moisture there's no water, there's like, like we're in a drought, right? Like, and that's literally what's been happening, right? And so it's been kind of interesting. Like, I kind of think of that and then I think of my inner winter, you know, when I'm on period or when I'm on pregnancy. It's like, okay, so yes, there's moments about this that feel inconvenient currently, that feel unnatural, that feel very like, just hard and cold and frigid and, and like vulnerable and like so like raw and numb and you know those kinds of things right that come with winter and of course you feel the the initial like natural feeling to be like oh well like we don't want this we don't want this to keep repeating itself right but in reality it's like no actually this is like the perfect season to feel these things because for some reason it's important to feel all of these things right now 
right? Because it's just gonna create a better situation for ourselves when spring and summer come because we're actually gonna enjoy spring for what it is and enjoy summer for what it is, right? In a way that if we didn't have this opposite effect of the winter, then we wouldn't really see a difference. We would be grumbling about spring and summer, really. Like, um, so anyways, I just feel super grateful because, you know, in the last few weeks, I've been in this autumn winter season inwardly, right? And, you know, just as I get into this birthday season, oh, I'm like straight on into my spring, right? Like straight on into my just being able to actually enjoy it. And what a blessing that is. Because literally, you know, I was able to be in a frame of mind to be like, well, I'm feeling a little bit like downtrodden, right? Like, what do I need? It's like, I just feel like I need to go home, right? I need to go drive three hours, spend time with the people that speak my mother tongue, and just, you know, be in that space and be as helpful as I possibly could be, you know, and just like, you know, have as much fun as I possibly could too, right? So we did. Like we we canceled all our weekend plans, canceled like the evening plans of the night before, and just decided to pack and started going, right? And then there we start going to stay over one night and then the next morning's my birthday. And then we have some early risers that are, you know, between the ages of like two and like nine and twelve, right? At the are you just ready to be with me? So there we go to the park for a little bit while everyone's still waking up. Then we go back and have some food and see if anybody else wants to join us because somebody had the idea, hey, let's go try us going on a city bus. And then it's like, oh yeah, like we totally could do that. We haven't really done that before. While people have been like this age, you know, last time I was on a city bus with kids was like, hey, when they were like babies, right? Like in a carrier and in a stroller. And so I was like, oh yeah, that would be a good experience. That would be like a good educational moment of being like, yeah, like we totally could do that. That's definitely been an education that I've been wanting to give and I have yet to have done it yet. So it was kind of nice that they were like, hey, we want to do this. I'm like, oh sweet, well, I've always wanted to. So let's, let's do it now. Totally, we could, we have time. We have a reason to go and do it. So let's go do it, right? So then we like somehow, I get like access to these beautiful tickets that I got for my birthday. Want some more? And there we go on our way. And and thankfully, the way to find out the bus route this time around, like ten years later, after my trying to go on the bus last times. It has been way more advanced technologically. Like, so I don't have to like go and call the actual business anymore and get them to tell me every single bus to take and at what time. I can just log on to Google and be like, hey, this place, this is my starting location, this is the end location, what do you think? So they'll give me the route driving. But also you can press the little bus picture and they'll give you the whole route and it's actually accurate. And they'll even tell you when the bus is late, like by three minutes or something, right? So I'm all over that. I was just so smitten to find that little hack that I didn't know existed yet. And so I was so smitten over that. So then we go, we run over 
and I don't know, I, I guess I'm just such a bus person, I just really love the way that it gives me that deadline, and gives me that rush to be like, oh, we gotta get here at this time, because if we don't, we'll miss it, right, like, and I love the rush of renting for a bus, versus the rush of, like, getting people buckled up so I can drive to a place, you know, like, it's a totally different experience, just, like, getting ourselves ready, and just all running to the spot, and then catching it, and just getting to relax, everybody at the same time so we all get to relax and sit there and just let the driver do its job right I'm just like I could totally do this again right like I could totally just do this and be happy doing this for like you know for a whole season I could do it all summer long really right that would be super fun so anyways that was fun that was a lot of fun I was super grateful to get to just like do that with them take like two different three different buses and just you know get some groceries for the morning and and get to like find the different spots to get off and find the different spots to get on I don't know why I enjoy it so much it's kind of like a scavenger hunt to me but it's an enjoyable one you know, you just get all these surprises around the corner where you just, like, you think something somewhere, and then you go look for it. It's almost like geocaching. You think something is somewhere because the map says it's there, and you have to look around and really have to be alert, and then you're like, oh, there it is, you know, there's the sign, that's where it says, and then we have to go there. And you feel like a genius, right, for discovering this thing that you never knew was there before, right? Or, or you're rediscovering because it was there before, like, 10 years ago, and you're not sure if it's still there, and if it's still accurate, if it's still, like, active. So that was really fun. Then we come back and have food and just get, like, some updates on, like, what's the best next steps, right, to be able to, like, be of assistance at all, you know, in our situation of wanting to help with family stuff and then finding out, oh yeah, like people are working or like they need some time to organize stuff. So like not the best time for us to help yet and that kind of thing. And so then after that little bit, it's like, okay, well, if they're not ready, then hey, let us just like go and find what our fun is going to be. So then for some reason later on, then it's like, oh yeah, let's go we were like gonna go out to this one place but then after finding out the price of that and then finding out another place I wanted to go and you could just like choose your own price for entering I was like I'm all over that I am totally all over that so then we went and got some food at like you know a smoothie bar right I love smoothie bars so much they're so they're just like my treat ever since I was this little like 13 year old going to the malls and just like trying out all the different fast foods, this was always my favorite because I just loved the idea of like ice cream mixed up in a blender with like whatever other like fruits and stuff to make it extra tasty and just having that served to you. I was like, why would anyone ever go back to like soft serve ice cream or even like hard ice cream or even like any kind of healthy anything like I just feel like I could just live off of these smoothies and just be so delighted so we got some of that plus some panini things and then like and then we drove over and we we're trying to find a good parking spot because it's like in the middle of like downtown in this city and then it's like we find a good spot and we finally get in and it was so delightful it's the first time that I'd ever been in a museum with my family that's like 12 and under ages 12 and under for kids right and actually I just felt like such bliss 
right? Like it was actually, it was way better than I even expected. I knew there was going to be components of it that were going to be like just spot on for us to like, it's like a must see and must experience. But there was another part of this whole experience that was like, oh no, 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 no. Like this is where it's at, right? Like I just loved how much room and space they created in different sections of this museum. It's like, that just made it so delightful, you know, whether it was for being interactive with the interactive stuff or just like having space to like listen to the music of the room and and look at all the art and being able to experience movement and music all at the same time. And like, there was just so many elements that were just so up all of our alleys. And we were just there, and it was this beautiful setup, too, because they've designed the building in layers, right? Where you can just go to a level and just go around the donut, right? It's like this circle, right? And you always come back to wherever you started, right? And, or you can go backwards, right? Like, there's just a lot of space to be able to do that with. So that was fun. That was, like, a lot of fun. We were there for, like, maybe an hour and a half. Um, almost two hours and we were like not done yet and but we were like happy to be there and it was like it's just like the perfect amount of time for us so we did that and then we got ourselves ready um, oh yeah and before we even went there we went shopping right we went shopping to get some stuff that we needed for summertime um, that we couldn't find anywhere else because we needed to get our right sizes of like swimsuits and all of this kind of stuff and like and it was all in this one store so we were so glad that it could all be there and it was all our right size and we could just like make that happen. And then after we were done at this museum, then we're like, oh, hey, let's go check out like actually trying on all our swimsuits and stuff and actually like going and have a good time. So then we went to this place that I was taken to when I was little and it was my favorite place to go with my family whenever we went swimming and because of like the epic water slides. Yeah. If it works with everyone. Um, so then that was really lovely. Because it was like so much fun to see all these sweet little people just be so excited, right? Walking up and anticipating and be like, ah, it looks so fun. I'm like, I know. It's the best thing ever to look through those windows and be like, ah, it's so much fun. Right? Like that was always my favorite thing to do. Just like walking up to the building and then looking through the windows through like the glass windows and be like, ah, they're all having so much fun. I can't wait to join the fun, right? So then you go and like pay for everything and get dressed and go in and it was just, it really just was, right? Like they added little add-ons to it that weren't there before when I was little and, and it was just great the whole time. I feel like we were there for like a good couple of hours, right? And you know, by the time we were coming back, it was still like, it was for sure like in the 8.30 range, right? And then we got to go to sleep and have a really good sleep. And then by the next day, then it was like, okay, let's focus. Let's focus on service, right? And thankfully, we could like have a chill day pretty well. And have a chill day pretty well until it was time for helping time. And thankfully, the helping time actually happened because I'm the kind of person that like, my love language is totally service, right? So when I show up to help with something, like I just, I have yet to learn patience to just like be okay if it doesn't work out for me to help, right? Like I like have yet to be this person where I can show up and just be okay with that. 
and move on, right? Versus like showing up, finding out it's time to help or not time to help and then being okay with that, right? And then it's just like, so anyways, that was like my big trial of the day, right? Like first world problems is like waiting for the moment where I can actually help because they're ready for my help, right? And I'm just doing it and being present with that. So that was a miracle in itself because there was that other side of me that was kind of creeping in to be like, ah, I could totally just pick up and leave right now because clearly, like, I am not wanted and I am not needed, right? Like, and this was a waste of my time to just, like, even commit to think that this was worth waiting around for nothing, right? Like, but that was really nice that it actually could work out and there was a lot of good that we could help with. And it just smoothed out, right? Because we had a wonderful, like, helping time, sleeping time, then, like, wake up, and then, like, I got to go to church with my family and, like, see some old faces. And then um, when I got home, I got this beautiful moment. It was, like, one of the most beautiful moments I could ever experience. I don't know why it was so beautiful to me. I still have yet to understand completely why. So I was going through some old, like bags and stuff and I came across this old bag and it was so touching to me because I opened it up and it had the writings of one of my family members and and as I was reading like just these like writings like it, it, I could tell that it was schoolwork kind of stuff it was worksheets Daddy, I mean mommy mm-hmm. can I use your computer because I want to do something and Eli wants to do something else I'm not sure yet I'm almost done. I need five more minutes before I'm ready to talk. And so there I was, like, checking out these little worksheets and stuff, and then flipping through the pages and noticing, oh, hey, like, this, this was done in, like, 1994, right? Like, this was when I was, like, four or five years old, right? And then here it's this thing, like, oh, hey, like, I dropped off my daughter at, like, 12 o'clock for her class, and then I started my English class, English second language class at 1.30, right? And like, and this was all of her work in this binder from like taking this class, right? And I don't know why it was so touching to me because like I've only ever experienced life with this person, um, my mom, right? Like in Chinese, right? And it's always been a Chinese experience and it's always been very broken up and awkward and like, I really don't always know what she's saying or what I'm saying, but I'm, we're just trying to communicate anyways, right? We're trying to just like make ends meet with like this communication thing because it's broken English, broken Chinese, like just kind of this broken communication style. But like in that one moment when I'm just like reading some of these things like that she was taught to write, You know, like, it was just, like, a sweet moment for me to just, like, see her in this light of, like, I get you. I know you, right? I know you in a way I never, I don't think I understood I could know you before, right? In that moment when I could see her being this parent, just, like, doing their best, dropping off this little five-year-old to this place, to this strange place for this five-year-old that this five-year-old is having a hard time going to, right? And then for them to go and take the time to enroll themselves in this English second language class, right? Like, while their child is going and getting educated, right? And then, like, you know, coming home with this child later and then, like, you know, having the rest of the life together. 
And it was just like, I don't know. Like, my perception of my parents growing up was a certain way, right? Like, I only saw them in a certain time of day, at a certain light. I need to be done my five minutes. I'm not done. And, and it was in this tiny moment where I could, like, read just into their, their life. At that stage of life, when they were in the same stage of life that I um, was at, right? Where they have this young child that they're taking to this place so that they can help themselves get an education in something that they wouldn't be able to do if they had the pressures of taking care of that child all day long, right? But they needed to just like have that support so they could just do that thing that they really needed to take care of, like, and get under their belt, right? So that they could just, like, move forward in their lives in a specific way to be able to progress and, like, kind of, like, hope to thrive in this new society as a, you know, as an immigrant kind of a person, right? And, I don't know, my heart just wrenched for this, like, younger version of my parents. You know, I just wished... That I could, yes, be this five-year-old, but also be this, like, 30-year-old friend to this parent, right? Like, and that's why, like, whenever I meet, like, immigrant people, I just, like, I just hold on to them. And I just, like, never want to let them go because I never want them to ever feel like they're alone. Because I, it's almost like my little girl self always wished that my parents could have really good friends, right that understood them that could help them out and that could like just like understand them right and just be a support to them rather than just kind of pushing them aside and saying oh you're strange you're kind of a refugee we don't know how to interact with you and so we just won't right like there's a part of me that always kind of wished that like all the friends that I made with people that their parents might might have like reached out to my parents right and maybe they did right maybe they totally did and tried to I know there were some of them that did right but like you know my parents are kind of a little bit hermit like people too you know they kind of like their routines they kind of like to keep to their own language and they just kind of do their thing right so it's hard right it's hard to like really like reach out and like be interwoven with people that come like that and and just like you know give so much but then not have it be reciprocated too right so I get it so anyways it was just this very very tender moment and I don't know why it reached out to me so much but it did it brought to mind the story that I want to write I want like okay seriously I secretly but not so secret right everyone knows this I totally want to write every single person I know I want to write their biography I want to be this person that totally tenderly takes every single person's story in mind for them and write it out for them so they have it just like ready right for whatever reason they might need it for and so like I had a tender moment there just like seeing this younger version of my parent just like trying to make the best choices for their family by like sending their one child to school while they could like learn go to school themselves right and just feeling that like tender moment of being like oh I just wonder what choices they had to make every day, right? You know, different choices that I don't need to make because they had to make it and they made those choices for me so that 
I can be a person today to make different choices. You know, like I think I, I was so inspired at one stage in my life when I heard this quote about this person saying, hey, we are of a certain generation, right? So we study like math and science or, and writing and things like that so that our next generation can study like poetry and art and music and those kinds of things, right? And I always used to look at that and be like, I don't get it. Like, why, what are you trying to say? Like, don't we all get those options? Like, I don't get it. But now that I look at this, I'm like, no, I get it now. I get it. It's like one generation of people, they, their, their work is to survive. Their work is to be the pioneers of like laying the foundation of what survival looks like, right? Then the next generation gets like the blessings of those people's sacrifices so that they don't have to like wonder about how they're going to survive. They know what that looks like. So then they can broaden their perspective and broaden their horizons to be like, well, I already got this survival thing down. You know, the last generation did that for me. I already got, you know, this knowledge base down, right? You know, like that's like me. It's like my parents, they needed to get the survival thing down for living in this country. Then my thing was I had all these opportunities. I just needed to get the language thing down. And I not only got English down, I kept kind of some of my Chinese. And then I went on to learn French and Spanish and like, you know, like became a yoga teacher and like kind of became literate in a bunch of different categories of like physical literacy and like kind of science literacy, math literacy, um, you know, like language arts literacy, social studies literacy, just like basics, right? Just to be able to to be familiar with like general vocabulary terms, maybe. (laughs) I'm like kind of 50% there, 52% not, right? Because Sometimes I had good moments while I was learning, so I remember those. Other times, I didn't have good moments, so I totally have forgotten all those moments, right? So anyways, you know, that was like my opportunities, right? And then I had like basic literacy in like leadership and volunteerism and that kind of thing. No, I'm not ready. Uh, I'm not ready. And and then it's like, okay, so now I got that base. So now then I, I get to like have these babies, right? And like, I just wonder to myself, what is their generation? What do they get to learn? Because we already did this survival thing. We already did this basic level education thing. And then I think to myself, like, what do they get to learn? So then I get so joyful because it's like, oh, hey, some of them get to learn how to like do an actual sport, right? Like they actually get to do it. Like ever since they're little too. Like, like for me, I had to save up all throughout my kidhood and then it was like oh I get to do a sport now like I I saved up so I could do a sport so like I get to choose my sport so then I did like rugby and wrestling and like you know I did volleyball and soccer every so often right but like you know that was in my like 12 to 18 hood right and then I kind of dropped it and I've just been like straight on yoga since then right but but like that was like my journey but then it's like they're like this next generation is like oh they get to do sports like even earlier right like if they wanted to right oh they get to do like lessons right like like to enhance in like music and arts and things like that like well that's kind of cool right or like oh they get to have like this like really rich attachment village circle community experience where it's like I didn't get that either, right? Like, that's really cool that they can be on the next generation to, like, understand what it means to build a community and understand what it means to be, like, in this community where you you get to help and love the people, your neighbors, right, around you, and you get to know each other. And, 
I think that's beautiful. And so I guess I'm just in this stage of life right now where I'm just like in this overwhelming gratitude to be like, I think every ancestor, every generation has their blessing to get to live and get to give to the next. And I just feel like it's such an honor right now to be a part of this thread, part of this cycle.